This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Yo, welcome hey. back to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. Experience. With your host, Brian Amaro. And Roman. Hey. Hey, I don't know why I did that. That, <laughs> that was, was kind weird. of fruity. Um, but hey, Roman, you're a little bit of a fruitcake sometimes. Hey, it happens. Hey, man, I'm glad to be back in the studio on air with my man Brian in the studio with Danielle doing her thing. And we have a special guest today, huh? Yeah, we do. We have a kind of a influencer. What? Powerhouse. What? Just all around badass. What? Allison from Ashes hey. is her Instagram handle. Okay. And okay. Uh, welcome to the show, Allison. She's coming to us live from Boston. Whoa. Yep. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of Hell course. Yeah. We always got to bring superstars like you on the show. We got to get that insight, that perspective, that feedback. Allison from <laughs> Ashes. What's that? What's that about? So Allison from Ashes is a little uh, pet project of mine that I started. I think I started it in December of last year. So it hasn't been that long. And okay. uh, it's my it's an Instagram account, but it's also a website. It's my blog. Okay. And it's about um, it's about sobriety. It's about world travel. And nice. it's about kind of combining the two. Nice. Yeah. Word. And I just. Nice. I had been wanting to do it for forever, and finally, I was just like, "I'm gonna just go for it." And so boom. I do it when I have the time, but it's hard to find the time sometimes. But yeah. I love it. You know what? That's what it takes. It's yeah. just going for it sometimes. You know, yep. and, you, and you did it. Now you're you're in Boston, but you don't sound like you're from Boston. I am not from Boston. Okay. I am from. Uh, I'm a born and raised Floridian. We do ah, exist. Whoa. We're very rare, but okay. we exist. Like, like Florida, Florida, or like South Florida? I'm from Central. I'm from Central Florida, so I'm from Florida, Florida. <laughs> I'm from Polk County. I'm from Lakeland. Okay, where the lands of the lakes? Yeah, Word. exciting, exciting. So, Allison, before we get too far into this, we do start our show with three very important, life changing questions. Are you oh, ready? Boy. I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if I am. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Lego. Question number one. What right. is your vision? Oof. Okay. That's a big one. We're, um, going, we're going right there. That's what she said. <laughs> no, she, no, she didn't. She didn't say that. Um, I can't believe that my vision is going to be preceded by that comment, but okay, <laughs> whatever. I we'll know. go with it. Let's uh, run it. I guess on a macro level, you know, it's just, I, I want to crush the goddamn stigma that surrounds addiction and just get rid of it because it just, it, it pisses me off, but it also serves no one. So that's, I like to recover out loud. I'm stigma. very, stigma. Wait, you mean addicts have like a X on their back or what? What's that about? Yeah. Like, they actually tattoo us with needles and like bottles with X's on them. They tattoo us with that so everyone knows uh, who we are. Wait, addicts aren't just dirty, homeless, crazy, bad people that go to prison and do I know, right? You know, it's it's so funny, Allison. Like obviously Roman and I have this podcast. We own a treatment center and we come across people all the time who are like, Oh my god, like 
we should so do something for these addicts and alcoholics. And like, I wish there were more things out there. And mm. and then we give them an opportunity to be like, oh, great. Well, why don't you support like us and what we're doing? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know Ooh. if I want to do that, but someone yeah. else should. Maybe I could donate. Give it, yeah. Give an addict support and money. Like, nah. Yeah. Maybe like a yeah. canned food drive or something. Yeah. It's so funny. Well, we commend you for what you are doing with breaking that stigma with everything that you are doing and who you are being. Um, it takes warriors like you and us to do that yeah no i agree i'm on board i love what you guys are doing love awesome, it thank awesome. you thank well, you let's get into let's question slide into, number two yeah let's slide into question number two brian which is what do you love what do you love baby i love so many things i'm very loving at my core okay. i don't act like it all the time but man i'm gonna start with because i'm looking at them right now i love my cat yes Yes, I, have I two love cats, it. And they're named after video games. <laughs> what are their names? Bowser. Nice. Classic. Bowser. Super Mario Original. Classic. And Katamari Jack after Katamari Damacy, which is a PlayStation 2 like freaky Japanese game. Oh, love okay. it. Love it. So cats, love, video game I love nerd. Cat. Love it. I love video games. I love food, especially ice cream and stuff that makes my stomach hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love and then I'm in love I also with love traveling more than anything in this world other than my sister and my ex-husband. I love those people more than anything. And I love my I love my life today, man. I got freedom. There you go. Word. Preach, Word. girl. Preach. Say it again. I love it. Good awesome. stuff. Okay, question number three. This is where things get really serious. Down oh, to business. Let's Focus. What is one book that has greatly impacted or shaped your life? Um, so that's funny you asked that because I just finished my second book in six years of sobriety because I'm a liter I'm a literature major, an English lit major, and I love that stuff. But ever since I got sober, my attention span has been shit. And so <laughs> it was a huge feat to finish two books in six years. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Giving you. a true testament to the words easy does it. So what is so what is this fantastic book? No, I'm not life? telling you one of those. Because those <laughs> didn't change my life. Those oh. just like got me out of my rut. What was it? I'm Harry Potter? Just go with my very first book that I remember like reading was my my very first world atlas when i was a little kid oh because that's where my dream of allison from ashes like came from because i oh it made me i like studied that thing yeah and i was no, just like i, I want to go everywhere You're like so. where's timbuktu i'm going there yeah dude <laughs> i know where timbuktu is today it's in bali did you uh oh, were you were you one of the <laughs> the people that when you saw a globe you would spin it and put your finger and you're like i'm going there obviously yeah yeah, yeah that that's checks awesome. Out. That checks that's out. That's awesome. So you love to travel. I'm guessing you travel a lot. What are some of your favorite places you've traveled to? I've only traveled in sobriety, really. So well, I was going to ask, yeah, about were you yeah. traveling when you were getting loaded? Just, I did a couple trips that I don't remember very well. I went to <laughs> London and got loaded and peed in my friend's bed. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all class over here. Like hashtag Florida. Sounds um, it. <laughs> I 
went to Mexico and don't know how I didn't fall <laughs> off um, a Mayan pyramid and die. I went to Jamaica. I went to a bunch of places like that and just don't really remember them that well. But nice. in sobriety, I've it took me a little over two years to kind of figure out what I want. Because, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I first got sober, I was just, like, doing the drill. And, like, right. I had no idea what who I was or what I liked. And then I was like, why am I... I was always like waiting to like get a boyfriend or get an, another husband to go traveling with. And finally I was like, fuck this. I'm going to just go. And so <laughs> I went to Thailand and Cambodia with one hey. of my, um, with two of my guy friends and it was awesome. And that just kind of kicked it off. Yeah. And so I don't know. I loved, I, I just, I went to Morocco in, in March of this year and that was phenomenal. It's wow. beautiful. Yeah. And I'm going to, uh, I turned 40 this fall. Um, and so I'm buying myself a trip to Madagascar in November. Yeah. There you go. There we go. This yeah. Some of that mm. vanilla girl. Mm. Dude, it's, and it's baby lemur season. Ugh. October, November is baby lemur season. You can go and apparently they're like running all over the place. So okay. That's why I'm going. Um, perfect. I don't know what a lemur <laughs> is. It's like, a, <laughs> it's, it's one lemur? of those birds that can't fly. No. <laughs> No, that's uh, like a that's an emu. Oh yeah, that's a that's uh oh, it's like the duck with the um, the poisonous duck. No, <laughs> I love it. I can hear her. I can hear her now. I love it. What, okay, what's a lemu? <laughs> a lemu. A lemu is probably. I don't know what a lemu is, but a lemur is like a little <laughs> lemur. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's like a little uh monkey type creature with big eyes and a big tail like you know the things on you know the movie madagascar and they well, are they the like the finger monkeys oh yeah the, the, no, it's not the big eyed monkeys. things yeah big eyes with marsupials yeah <laughs> yeah are they a marsupial or They're are a they marsupial. a monkey listen i i took a, a scientific class one time about marsupials <laughs> <laughs> marsupials I'm, I'm almost an expert dude yeah, yeah. what's the I, bird that can't fly the lemur the yeah yeah um, like ostrich yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and say so allison <laughs> when did you start drinking and partying when was that starting to take <laughs> off for you um let's see i was my first drink was when i was 15 and i remember it because i got I went with all these older kids and my sister was 13 and we both got completely trashed and threw up all over. It was awful. And then, yep. Um, Cute. And then I just, you know, what was the deal? You were just like, Oh, this is super fun. I'm going to keep going with it. Yeah. I mean, we grew up, both my parents were alcoholics. Both my parents have since passed Mm. and, they, you know, we grew up with it. Like a lot of us do. I just, just hit up. the lake and go drink. They didn't hit the lake. They just hit the couch. <sighs> like, oh, I thought I grew up thinking like polishing off one of those big jugs of Carlo Rossi every night. Like Ooh. I grew up just watching that. And I was just like, oh, that's normal. So the first time, like when I was really young and I went to a friend's house and they were like, let's have water. I was like, <laughs> where's. Like, I just didn't get it. But anyway, so yeah, I was around it, but I was like, you know, my dad was probably the more visible alcoholic and I was mm. like, eh, I don't, I don't want to be like that. But then once, and stuff was just very, like it got 
progressively worse as it does at home. And it, as soon as I had that first drink, it, yeah, it was like key to life. Problems were, melt away. Were you it using awesome. drugs? Was I using? <laughs> were, were you ever? Did you ever use drugs? Do you see it? Did you hear it with the stigma? Am I am I hitting that? Am I hitting that? Yeah, right? I I heard it. Did with you the ever stigma. smoke the devil's lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I did not do drugs until I got older and cooler. But I never was a big. I'll say that I, I never was a huge like hard drug user. I like tried coke a couple times. I didn't like it though because oh it made goodness. me just say, "What? No, I'm a drug snob." Cocaine. Wow. That's very well, Floridian of you. Floridian. Isn't like cocaine, you could like drink. I took it and then I could drink all night. And I was like, I'm spending all my money and I can't get drunk. This sucks. Yeah. It, that's, that is a true statement. That's a, that is what yeah, they but call it. A lot it of people epith- love that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh. But not me. But yeah. then I was like, as I got older, I got into, I didn't realize until I was like about two years sober that I had in fact had a benzo addiction. Mm. Ah, because I found all these empty bottles, it was more. It was mostly clonopin. Mm, got um, it. Okay. The clonies in a little Carlo, or were you a wine yeah. drinker, liquor girl? I or was were you not. Just I was a, beers. Scotch aholic and a beer aholic. Boxed wine. Oh no, Scotch. I never had boxed wine. Not even once. What? Slap the bag, baby. Yeah. Boxed wine. <laughs> oh yeah. Little yeah, Chivas. That's what it Scotch. is. That's that, uh, that redneck or Jesus the crown, one. Yeah, that crown royal, huh? I Ooh. never drank that either. Well. It didn't matter. You just got drunk is what it sounds like. It sounds I like you. Well, obviously, you made the decision to get sober. So it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine. and. No, it sucked. Oh. It was fun for a while. It sucked. It was fun in college and it was fun in law school. Okay. And then it became unfun. How? Like what? What changed? Yeah, what happened? Like what happened? I, so I just, I guess I had like the sign. It just got progressively worse. So I, when I was done with law school, I must have been like twenty five ish, and I was a very. I started daily drinking when I was in college, and mm. I. But it was just like one of those things. Like I was a pretty high performer. I played D one tennis in college. Like I went okay. to law school, and so I was like. No, I wouldn't be able to do these things if I was an alcoholic, like that old thing. Uh, but then I'll just perform as I got, my way out of this. Yep. I will just yeah. But then then it started getting bad and I, I got married and then um when he, I was in my late twenties he he didn't save me. He tried his best. Plus uh, his heart. We're still like we're, he's still my best friend. Like well, Yeah. We got divorced in twenty eleven. So hmm. it's yeah, it's actually it's one of the happy divorce stories. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. that. Round, he's the best. He's the best guy I've ever met. Round, hey. of, round of applause. Hey yeah. now. Yeah. So but, were you um, like losing control? Were you drinking when you didn't want to be drinking? Like, how did you know that it? Was did you becoming, try to stop? And yeah. You how did you know yeah, it was becoming problematic? Time. I knew it was problematic. Well, so here's what happened. So at the end, it was like. I just went through like this really bad patch of about five years where like my dad, like I lost my dad, my mm. mom and three out of four of my grandparents. And mm. I got divorced in like a four or five year period. Damn. And at like, by that point it was all about self-medication and I just hit the fuck it button and 
like all bets were off. And my ex-husband moved. He moved away. He moved to California. And so that was the first time I had ever lived by myself ever. And I was 29, 30, something like that. And I, I just went off the rails and that's when I started like drinking around the clock. And so I did have lots of, I didn't, I was drinking at work. My, I was sucking at work. I had no friends. I couldn't, I was in a string of dysfunctional relationships, but more than that, like, I, my stomach hurt all the time. Mm. Mm. So it sounded my, like life just kind of got shittier and shittier and shittier. It was awful, man. Like my cats would just stare at me and judge. Of course. Mm. Cats yeah. know. Cats pick up on that. Very smart animals. Similar yeah. to the lemur. <laughs> oh, lemur? The, the, the lemur? Yeah. Yeah. So the cats were judging you. You looked at them. You said, I'm sorry. And they were like, get your shit together, girl. And you were like, okay, I'm doing it. How did you get sober? Did you go somewhere? Did you take a trip? Did you not take a trip? Did you swear off forever? Like, what happened? I wish I took a trip. I always Mm. thought it would be a nice vacation. (laughs) But I I still feel like part of me got like, I missed out because I never went to rehab. (laughs) Well, never say never. (laughs) Yeah, never say never. Yet, yeah, I do not take my there's a there there are a ton of them where where you grew up. (laughs) Yeah, there are. That's what I've heard. So the holy mecca uh, of rehab, (laughs) Florida. No, no bullshit. And old folks homes. Yeah, (laughs) old people and drug addicts. Go figure. Yeah, and Disney World. Yeah, we have Disney World. That's for sure. There you go. Um, I got sober because I th- was going to give a client presentation. And by that point, I was very sick physically. And I threw up blood all over my client's place. Ooh. Oh, yeesh. And it was gross. And so I had to go to the hospital. Damn. And um, they so were you, like, you that did was the kind of take a trip I, then. Took a trip I did, to the I hospital. Took a hosp- I went to the hospital. Yeah. And but I didn't stop drinking after that. They told oh. me, they kept me in there and I was in there for a while and they were just like, Allison, like, what's the deal? Like, you're bleeding from the inside. Like, how much are you drinking? And I lied. I said that I was drinking. <laughs> I tried to make it sound good. I said, I'm drinking only like 16 drinks a day. It's okay. Oh, and he just looked at me and he like wrote down chronic alcoholic <laughs> on my heart. And I was like... I was like, oh man, I didn't even tell him the real number. Wow. So I got out and I think they told me I need to go to rehab and I probably just said, I can't, I have to go to my job. And so I went back and I just started drinking again, like that morning that I got out of the hospital. But then. So was that like a wake up call at all or did that not even phase you? No, it was a wake up call because I didn't want to die because that Mm. was when I so I had a follow-up appointment with my doctor who is, she's no longer my doctor anymore, but she's awesome. And I credit her for saving my life because she sent me to like, go get help. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to some meetings and like, even though I was still drinking and then eventually like, it just, I think, I think I like went to meetings for like so a month got, and a half. You were going to some of these anonymous yeah. meetings. I was going to some that I'm not going to say the name, but I'm, I was going to some 12-step recovery program. <laughs> and then it sounds like show, slowly but surely it kind of yeah. stuck. It sucks to be in those and, you know, around people who are 
happy and sober and still be drinking. Like it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But no one ever kicked me out. Thank God. Because if someone had looked at me sideways, I would not be here. I don't think because I would have walked out. I would have been so embarrassed. So you felt the you felt the love. You kind of felt at home. And you just were like, okay, like I can I can do this. Yeah. I mean it was Sounds like you got a little hope. Yeah, I got a lot of help. I mean, it was hard because, especially because I had the, I had, I was so physically addicted. Like when I, I tried to quit on my own again and I had an alcoholic seizure, I had the DTs. It was Ooh. awful. So I had to go to the hospital again. And so that, okay. that hospital trip was the last, that was the end. You so detox far. in the hospital and you've been sober since. Knock on wood, man. There you go. And and so what I'm kind of interested oh. in too is like you mentioned earlier kind of figuring out who you were and like getting to know the real Allison the first yeah. sounds like couple of years of your sobriety and I want to kind of talk about that for a second and then I want to talk about the traveling uh yeah. while you still what have you're a doing little time yeah. while we still have a little time left what like what were the important things for you to do in early sobriety like what mattered because like you know Rome and I, we own a treatment center. We work with a lot of young men and women in early sobriety. Yeah, and, yeah. And we want to know, like, what was important for you to kind of get over the hump and start to learn to love yourself again and, and have some self-esteem and figure out who the fuck am I? That was a loaded-ass yeah. question. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Killed it. I liked it, though. Killed I liked it. it. I like my taters loaded, man. <laughs> um, I... You know what was the most important thing for me, and like hands down, what? was con- was connection with other people that suffer from the same disease as I had because yeah. I had been so isolated for so long, and what I just didn't think it was possible that people could like live and not be miserable without booze or benzos. Like I just didn't see I didn't see how it would happen. And then I saw these people, and I saw people my age doing stuff that I like to do and going to dinner with them and stuff. And that, that kept me coming around for a, for a long time. Cause I just liked these people. Yeah. Some friendships, some connections. Yeah. Cause the of... whole thing I, cra- I just craved that real connection. Cause I haven't felt a real connection. Like yeah. it's impossible when yeah. you're not present, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one thing I noticed is that that's usually a very big hook in keeping people around but a lot oftentimes is once the alcohol and drugs are gone and they're around the fellowship meeting people, they usually still tend to bring a lot of alcoholic behavior, if you will. How did mm-hmm. you how did you start to tackle that stuff? My recovery program <laughs> that yeah. I'm not allowed to name. Um, yeah, no, that's absolutely how it happened. You know, I just I did the work. What were some big moments for you while doing the quote unquote work? The work, the biggest, the biggest thing for me. And when I started to feel better was when I started going back to people and like taking responsibility for my behavior. Mm, Yeah. Um, I didn't feel good after I wrote down all the crap I had done and all my resentments. I did not feel good after that. I did not feel good after I told those resentments and stuff and to my person my sponsor i was like that i felt like crap after that and then then i just sat around for a while and then when i finally started and going to take that load off me and just be like you know what you did not deserve this behavior i 
this is what I'm doing to change it. And I am so sorry. Is yes. there anything else that I can do? Literally, it was like, Freedom. for lack of a better term, it was like my crack. Every time I was feeling like crap <laughs> then, I knew it was time to go do another one of those. Yes. And then I'd feel good again. That's, yeah. that's so important. So look, Allison, we're running out of time. But before we go, I want to hear about what you're doing today. It sounds like you're an influencer, you're on social media, you're kind of an advocate, you're a warrior, you're out Covering there spreading. Covering out loud. You're, you're, yeah, there you go. You're spreading the message of recovery, that it is possible that young people and old people and all people can recover from a hopeless state of mind and body. People, people. Yeah, people, people. What are you doing <laughs> today? Well... I am. Yeah, that's what you just said is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like I'm trying to live my life in the way that's going to keep me sober. And what I found that doing that, I just found that writing on my blog, my Allison from Ashes blog, like just it's a it's catharsis for me. But I've just gotten like I don't know how many people read it. I have no idea. I haven't done the Google analytics, so I don't think I'm an influencer in that way. <laughs> but like I have gotten like just notes from people like and they're rare, but I'll get a note from someone that's like, I like you help me so much or thank you or whatever. That means and you're an just, influencer. <laughs> well, it just it lights that fire. It like keeps yeah. stoking that fire, and that's what that's why I do. I'm like, oh, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not. I mean, it's nice to like have Instagram and followers right. and stuff like that, but like that's not why I do what to I do. See I the do it. Light in others. I want. Yeah, I want to help people, yes. and I want people to know that it's not just it's not just possible to get sober, but it's possible to have like a fucking amazing life. Yes. Mm. Bring it, girl. You know? Keep going. Yeah. Love it. So that's it. that's what I'm doing today. But, you know, it's it, life still gets in the way. And I just, I actually wrote about this on my blog the other day. But, like, it's like the little things today that take me off my game. It's not the yeah. big stuff. It's the yeah. little stuff. Yeah. And I need notes, like, from people. I need stuff like this. I need to help others to help just refocus me to the right, the things that are keeping me on the right path, you know? Yeah. I dig but it. But also... I also it's super fun yeah yeah, and that's what it's about right like getting sober isn't boring or lame it's awesome and it's fucking fun yeah it is fucking fun it's awesome i love it i've never laughed so much in my life we get to Mm -hmm. do podcasts we get to go places we get to meet people we get to enjoy life right live not just survive but live yeah and we, we love it and we got your back and we want to support you for those that are listening um what would you say to those that are listening that may be stuck in a rut, maybe they're suffering or struggling, or maybe they have a loved one that hasn't quite figured it out yet? What would you say to them? I would just say, like, where there's a pulse, there's hope. Like, that is the bottom line. Where there's a pulse, there's hope. There's help out there. And I would say, if you're struggling, talk to someone, because that's the best thing that I could do. When I'm, and still today, when I'm struggling, it's the best I can do is to talk to someone. Um, because people can't read my mind. I got to let them know what's going on. But, um, that's, right I think that's what I would say. Right on. Well, thank you. We want you to plug yourself. So where can people find you? Yeah. And last I checked, oh, last I checked, our heartbeats have never given up on us. So, <laughs> words of the wise. <laughs> 
Also, uh, I'm really glad that I know now what uh, a limo is. Well, I don't know if I know what it is, but I'm glad to know it exists. But yeah, um, yeah, you can find me on com, and on Instagram, I'm at Allison with one L from Ashes. And that's where I put my stuff, and I'm going to try to dedicate more time to it because this reinvigorated me, so I really appreciate it, guys. No doubt. Word. Thank you for coming on and dropping some knowledge and talking to us and talking to listeners about how fucking cool sobriety can be and how you can get out there and do it so again thank you allison and for those listening appreciate you please like comment share you never know whose life might change by listening to this crazy ass podcast so get it out there and thank it, you for tuning it. into another episode of The Sober, Sober Life Audio Experience, baby. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.